A lot of parents have difficulties talking to their children about it. And we want to help them and give them something, just a, a little help to, to, to find the right words to explain it. And also to show them that it's okay to discuss this with children. Hello everyone and welcome to Connecting ALS. I am your host, Jeremy Holden. When Anjo Snyders was diagnosed with ALS at the age of 35, he and his wife Sasha had to figure out how to explain the disease to their young children. The teacher quickly discovered that there was not a lot of information available to help them explain ALS to kids. That gave rise to Luca, a robot they created to help explain ALS to kids. Anjo and Sasha eventually teamed up with illustrators around the world and Big Grin Productions to create Luca and the Lights, a short film about a robot adorned with lights who learns he has ALS and how he comes together with his community to figure out how to navigate living with the disease. I caught up with Anyo along with director Toby Cochran, producer Adrian Ochoa, and Big Grin Chief Marketing Officer Diana Hernandez during the recent International Alliance of ALS MND Association's annual meeting in the Allied Professionals Forum in order to learn about Luca and their journey to bring the film to audiences around the world. Anyo, thanks for being with us this week on Connecting ALS and, and Team. We'll get to you shortly, but Anyo, I want to start with you. Tell me a little bit about your history, your connection with ALS, and how you kind of got into this space. Well, yeah, I'm uh, 40 years old, and uh, I got diagnosed with ALS five and a half years ago. I was working full-time in the Army back then, and uh, I got the terrible duty to tell my children I had ALS and what that would mean for them. Even though I'm a teacher, it was the hardest conversation I had in my life. And uh, there were no tools available to help me with that. And so my wife was also a teacher, and I decided to uh, write a story that could help children uh, and parents to have this conversation and share their story with their peers and their teachers and their friends. That's how Luca came to be. Luca, Luca and the Lights, we're going to get to this in a minute. Did you find, did you recognize that there was a gap in terms of resources for kids to kind of understand what was happening? Absolutely. There, there was no real, like, visual enticing material for children that on a basic level explained what ALS was and what it does. And we came up with the analogy for the light bulbs. And because uh, Luca's a robot, you can you can uh, literally open him up and look what's wrong and uh, also the robot he's relatable for every ethnicity every gender there there is uh, well there's nothing not to love about Luca obviously but we wanted kids to be able to relate to Luca uh, whether or not it was one of their parents or a friend or whomever was who fell with ALS. So that's uh, some of the motivations behind uh, behind Luca. So you have the concept, the idea of Luca. What was the next step from there? Well, we wanted an animated film and we had absolutely no knowledge about what that would entail. So we thought we'll find a college student uh, who would like to do this over the summer or something. And then we fell into a rabbit hole and uh, ended up 
uh, on the west coast of the US because that's where movies are made uh, yeah. and met up with Big Rim uh, Productions and uh, they have guided us on the path of making a film uh, along the way. Sort of bringing the team, where did you go? How, how did this come to life from concept to execution? Yeah, so Sasha and Anyo reached out to us, Big Grin, and I'm Toby Cochran, CEO and founder of Big Grin. And we took their story and took their original designs of Luca. And, you know, Luca was already charming to begin with, so we just needed to uh, develop Luca in a way that would work in animation and uh, make sense to actually move the character around and, and you know, make. Luca come to life, and so we we redesigned Luca and started uh, really just thinking about the world in which Luca lives in. You know, it's a it's a robot world, but is everything in the world you know made of robot parts or you know things like that? Um, and I, I spent a lot of time with the juxtaposition of these metal characters, but in a very naturalistic you know. Uh, world where their homes made out of, of wood and nature is embodied into their their environment and things like that just to have this nice uh, duality of this kind of what we would think naturally being a cold hard edge character but living in this very warm loving uh, world what was your experience what did you know about ALS before you started this project before they reached out to you so uh, my producer Adrian actually knew more about ALS. Uh, I knew about it from the Ice Bucket Challenge, but to be honest, uh, you know, participating in that, I didn't really know where or what was going on with that uh, disease and, and the cause, and you know, with the foundation and things like that. But with all the projects that we take on, we do heavy amount of research with everything. So uh, interviewing Sasha and Anyo, uh, working with Dr. Melinda Kavanoff on our team as well just interviewing her and asking lots and lots of questions. And all of that uh, goes back into every aspect of the storytelling, the designs, uh, everything that you see and feel on the film is based on a, a sort of uh, truth and understanding of this disease and for anybody around the world that's been affected by that. What's the goal of the movie in terms of what what is the like, what are you hoping the target audience takes away or learns by the end of the film experience? Oh, we want to empower children and parents to talk about this, to talk about what ALS does to their lives, um, because a lot of times children become isolated, sure, and it's hard for them to talk about it uh, with their parents, but also with their peers and their teachers. So we want Luca to bridge that gap and empower them, give them words, uh, which is odd because Luca, the, the film is a is a languageless film. There's only robot gibberish in the film, but there's a good reason for that. We want we want this to be universal. We want this to spread over the world, and even in places where even less tools and uh, materials are available to children. This can shine a light on ALS, so that's very uh, important to us. So, the empowering of parents and uh, children. A lot of parents have difficulties talking to their children about it, and we want to help them and give them something, just a, a little help to 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 find the right words 
to explain it and also to show them that it's okay to discuss this with children. Yeah. You, you touch on the isolation and you mentioned Dr. Kavanaugh. Um, you know, I know in some of her research that's been brought to light as the way that the kids who are dealing with this often don't feel like they can talk to their peers or they, they're not sure how to. Like they, no one is their age that they know is going through the same thing that they're going through. Have you worked in languageless film before? In, in my projects and also Adrian has as well. It, Adrian, you want to share a little bit about that? Wally? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about Wally. Yeah, so I, um, my name is Adrian Ochoa. I'm the producer of Luke and the Lights. Uh, my background is uh, I spent 17 years in, at Pixar uh, working in production. So, yeah, so Wally was one of the first animated films that basically was languageless for like the first half hour. Yeah. How did that inform, that experience inform working on this project and kind of storytelling without one of the things that I think of as key to storytelling anyway? Yeah, so that's the beauty of animation is uh, that you can have the characters portray and emote, you know, without speaking. And that's the beauty about, you know, film is like you should be able to turn off the sound and know exactly what's going on. That's incredible. You're not just uh, somebody working on the film, though. You also have a personal connection to ALS. Yes, my personal connection to ALS is that my grandfather passed away in 1994 of ALS. How did that experience uh, impact your approach to the work on Luke and the Lights? It's actually brought back a lot of memories that I haven't thought about in a long time. You know, uh, he, when he got diagnosed, he passed away within a year, but learning more about the disease and it just brought back so many memories of that during that time that we were with him. Yeah, you know, it, it occurs to me that as a languageless film, it allows you to be global mm -hmm. and not be isolated to one culture, one language. Uh, Luca uh, has to deal with a lot of loss of functioning, including uh, speak. There's a very beautiful scene in, uh, in which he tries to express himself and uh, it doesn't work via speech and then his friend comforts him and says it's okay and uh, understands him in another way and that it's a I can't wait to show you all but that it, it is definitely in the mood. I can't wait to see where are you all in the process right now where right now we're about 60% done with uh, with the film okay this is incredible incredible story uh, any other thoughts about the process of making Luca in the lights um Yes, so I'm Diana Hernandez and I am the CMO, the Chief Marketing Officer for LUCA. And one of the key important elements of LUCA and the Light is we see this beautiful, charming robot that has light bulbs. In the beginning of the movie, we see him living a great life, his day-to-day, -day, and much like many people that are diagnosed with ALS, something not that doesn't work quite as intended that causes that red flag of something's going on. We will see Luca go to the doctor and, and have that experience of being diagnosed and told, and then of being told that he's diagnosed with ALS, and then we see his journey and how he responds to his diagnosis. And we also see his friends around him that help him and are part of the caregiving process because we recognize that, yes, it is somebody that is diagnosed with ALS, it is also an entire community that comes together and supports. And that's very important that we learned in connecting with Sasha and Anyo of how it truly has been their friends, their family, even their children that have stepped into a caregiver role that's important to showcase in this film so that people really 
yes, it's for the community and also for the people that are not engaged in the community. It's similar to the way they know the ice bucket challenge. We really want the world to be aware of what is ALS and inspire hope in a, a generation that doesn't have to live with this disease. Yeah, and allow people to live their life with dignity, and that's that's part of what we see in Luca's journey, and, and a lot of that inspiration comes from Anyo and, and Sasha in the story of, of Luca's character, and really just seeing, okay, I've been diagnosed with this terrible disease, what do I do with that now? What are the decisions I get to make out of that? And we get to see Luca's choices on how he, how he navigates that. It's a, it's a really beautiful message. I, th I think you were talking about the, the impact on the whole community. We've heard that from so many people that we've been able to talk to on Connecting ALS, that it, it, it's, it's a diagnosis for the whole family, for the whole community, for the whole friend group. What can you tell me about the animators who were working on the film? Yeah, we have such an amazing crew. We have over 77 artists working around the world. And man, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be able to create this beautiful film. I mean, they've given us their everything. I mean, we've, they've gone above and beyond. Um, helping us with this project. Um, yeah, yeah pound, pound for pound, we are punching way above our weight class. And the, the team as well, you know, there's 77 artists from 15 different countries. A majority of them have been impacted uh, directly from ALS. They either had a family member or a friend uh, have it or pass away from it. So for a lot of them as well, this is, you know, this is the first time a character in animation has ever depicted this disease. Uh, so a lot of people on our team and others as well as we're starting to share this with the world are very excited to see what, you know, Luca is going to do for, for the community and for the world. So we're 60% done with the film, but uh, we can't really finish the film without additional funding. So we would love to people to go to uh, LucaandTheLights.com or the LucaYouthFoundation.org and uh, to donate for the film. Wrapping things up, we're, we're having this conversation out in San Diego, uh, kind of a global community coming together to talk about progress. Have you, Anya, have you heard anything this week that kind of inspires the hope in you that we're moving in the right direction in the fight? Absolutely. Uh, the connections made here uh, at the Alliance, uh, uh, research connecting and uh, uh, cooperation, trying to rule out duplication in a bad way. Uh, and also meeting everybody in person again for the first time in three years. There, there have been a lot of conversations on the side with, between all those researchers, clinical uh, people, uh, advocacy groups. and. Uh, that it makes a change, and uh, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got a, a lot of hope that we will uh, end up curing this disease and uh, make uh, make the film obsolete. Well, I, I can't wait to see it. And Anya, it strikes me you, you said at the top that you were uh, an educator, and you're still teaching people today. So thanks for teaching us a little bit. I want to thank my guests this week, Anyo, Toby, Adrian, and Diana. We'll share links in the show notes where you can learn more about Luca and the Lights, along with ways for you to get involved with helping bring that film to life. If you like this episode, share it with a friend. And while you're at it, rate and review Connecting ALS wherever you listen to podcasts. It's a great way for us to connect with more listeners. Our production partner for this series is Citizen Race Car. Post-production by Alex Brower. Production management by Gabriella Montequin. Supervised by David Hoffman. That's going to do it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll connect with you again soon.